Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith, and today I'm joined by Saul Bookman, Gerald Bourget, and Espo. Gentlemen, how you feeling on this uh, fine Wednesday afternoon? Fantastic. Feeling good. Having an all-star day. Hey-o. It's trying to bring some energy, and I don't know what I just did like, there. But... Feeling good. <laughs> He's got a little song stuck in his head, maybe, or from a, from a TikTok video or something. Uh, Gerald yeah. alluded to it. He's having an all-star Wednesday, so let's get right into it. We are going to talk about why Devin Booker deserves a starting spot in the all-star game. And Gerald, you started this conversation for us over at gophnx.com with an amazing article that really highlights all of the reasons why Devin Booker is deserving of this. So we're going to have a group conversation about it today. Uh, Gerald, you want to tip things off for us? Yeah, I just felt like, you know, obviously Devin Booker is a no-brainer all-star selection. I don't think anybody can argue that at this point. If you look at where the Suns are in the standings, you look at his numbers, like the guy is going to be an all-star. He's going to be voted in finally for the first time as an all-star. But for me, I feel like not enough people are talking about him as a starter. And I get it because Steph Curry is Steph Curry and John Morant is arguably the most exciting player in the league right now. But like Booker needs to be getting more serious consideration for that second starting spot alongside Curry. And I don't care where he sits in the fan vote because that's only 50% of what determines a starter. I feel like he deserves more credit for being a potential starter in this all-star game. Well, I mean, okay, so so this isn't just – I know the voting is just West versus East, but Mm -hmm. are we not doing the draft anymore? We do do – yeah, we do the draft. So it's it's not just Steph Curry and John Morant, correct? It's also – whoever comes out of the East as well. Yes. No. So it's you. So they'd still draft East or West, but the first 10 players have to be those starters. I think. Yeah. That's, that's the rule. If you're voted in as a starter by this fan vote coach combination, that's the pool of 10 players they start with to pick from. Then they can pick anybody. Gotcha. After that. Gotcha. So, so those guards that get voted in, East and West as starters are going to play as starters. They'll just be on whichever team. I'm guessing it'll probably be LeBron mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Giannis, or, Giannis something like or something. So it'll be whoever whoever so, picks him. At that so point. so I, I guess I guess what I'm I'm asking here, Gerald, and th- I think this is good to to talk about and educate um, the fans on is okay if he doesn't get the fan vote, right? How much of it? Nothing can change, right? Like if the if the fans vote Steph Curry and John Morant as one and two, then there's nothing Devin Booker can do, correct? Uh, maybe. I, I I'm not sure how the numbers break out because you're talking about like millions of fan votes versus like how the players and coaches vote. And I'm not sure how. I mean, I know that fan vote is fifty percent, and then players and coaches is the other fifty. Or, and players, coaches, and media is the other fifty percent. So I don't know how you like pit those numbers against each other, but I don't think you can rule it out entirely. Um, 
Well, yeah, I'll, I'll I, help I, you out. I'll, I'll, I'll rule it. I'll rule it out entirely right now. Um, and, and the only reason why is because yes, love Devin Booker. One of the best guards in the league. And I think we have gone past the conversation now of remember it used to be, well, if Damian Lillard and, and like Clay Thompson, if they were all healthy, you know, he'd be like the sixth or seventh guard. But I think we've moved back past that conversation now. I think he's one of the top three, four guards in the West, no matter what, no matter who's healthy, no matter no matter what the scenarios are. He legit is one of the top five. I think he's the best guard on the Suns. Like I think he's better than Chris Paul, especially this year. I think he's one of the superstars, up-and-coming superstars in the league. And I think we've moved past the conversation of just star. I think now Devin Booker is getting into superstar territory. With that being said, the way John Morant dominates highlights on a nightly basis means a lot in the eyes of the public, right? He gets a lot of the hype because he does things that a lot of guards have just not been able to do, right? You know, you talk about the block in LA, uh, you know, dunking over people. Like he has highlight reel plays on a seemingly nightly basis that jump him to the front of the conversation because of that alone, okay? And then with Steph Curry, obviously it's a similar thing because of his three-point shooting and, and because he's Steph Curry, um, and he's done it for so long, um, and he's breaking records this year, and so he, he gets moved to the con- front of the conversation. Devin Booker is probably the most efficient of the group by far, and, and, and he does it so seemingly easy on a night-to-night basis, but the problem is, is Devin Booker, you know, doesn't have those routine highlight real plays on a nightly basis that puts him to the front of that conversation. So I think with that being said, and because it's an all-star game um, and people want to see, you know, highlights and, and crazy plays, um, I think that's the reason why I would not personally put Devin Booker uh, at the in the top two of those guys. Can I put my tinfoil hat on? Sure. Are you guys all right with that? Yeah. We will. We see the fan votes. We don't know what the coaches or players' votes are, right? The NBA controls this in the end. The NBA is going to decide who's the who these starting players are. This voting is all for show, right? And if <laughs> we know we know something to be true, the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA, and Devin Booker is the best guard on the best team in the NBA. And the NBA is a marketing machine. And if they have even the slightest inclination that the Suns are going to go to back-to-back NBA Finals, they're going to want to highlight Devin Booker as much as possible to try to turn him into that star because the NBA needs star power for television ratings in general. And they're not worried about the all-star television ratings as much as they're worried about that playoff run coming in April, May, and June. So for that reason, well, that, I think that, that, Devin Booker will has a chance to get into that into that starting lineup because you know what the argument's always been Devin Booker's not on a winning team. Devin Booker hasn't done anything. He hasn't proven it. Well, he's done all those things now. John Morant, you could say, is in 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 that situation hasn't hasn't really been a winner in this league yet hasn't proven it he takes a back seat this year devin booker gets in there that's not what's gonna happen john morant dude you can't you can't sit there and tell me that john morant isn't as equal a star across the nba as devin booker he's he's probably bigger because he's 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 a widely more popular player in a lot of people's eyes they need devin booker to be a bigger star if the suns are gonna 
going to go to another Western Conference Finals and a final. Last year's last year's but we're not finals. Talking, but the Memphis Grizzlies aren't at the bottom of the league. You no, know, they're, they're, they're a top four team in the West right now. But they're not. They're that maybe they'll do something kind of team. The Suns right now are the team that they have to kind of prop up and say, look, you want to watch this team because they do have the best record. Uh, they have been playing the best basketball since the bubble, and they need to make a guy a star because they realize Chris Par- Paul's star power isn't what it once was, and he's he's on his way out, right? They need to turn Devin Booker into a star. I think that's why he's deserving to be a starter, and I think that's why there's a chance, even though the voting the way it looks right now goes in his favor I, behind closed doors. I would say this, and I, Gerald, I'll, I'll give you a second here, but I would say this. The reason why John Morant gets the nod over Devin Booker is because even if the Memphis Grizzlies suck ass, which they did at the beginning of the season – People still tune in to watch John Morant. Not a lot of people that don't understand what Devin Booker brings to the table. When they were in their their worst years, when they had 19 wins, nobody was tuning in to watch Devin Booker play. Nobody. You just made my point for me. That's they why John to, Morant is going they, to always get the to turn him into, Devin Booker. They need to turn Devin Booker into that must-watch star because the Suns appear to be the, the long-term – uh, you know, team that's going to be around. What, so they need to turn him into a star. So when it comes down to in the future, Devin Booker's sons and John ja Morant's M- Memphis Grizzlies, if that's the way the West is tilting, that that's a matchup you want to watch. But, and the and the NBA is the best league at turning guys into. But that's stars. my point is is like why put all your effort into Devin Booker when you have John ja Morant that's that's already almost there. Okay, can I interject here? Because the topic of conversation was supposed to be why Devin deserves a starting spot, not if he will or won't. It's why he deserves a starting spot. So, Saul, you think that John Morant deserves a starting spot over Devin Booker in the All-Star game simply because he has more flashy highlights? Devin Booker, this was one of the lines that Gerald wrote in his article. To this point in the season, Devin Booker is the best player on the NBA's undisputed best team. So if we're talking deserving, Devin deserves it over Jaw for that alone, in my opinion. I'm not saying that Jaw doesn't deserve to be in the All-Star game, but in that starting spot, who is more deserving? The high, Just because he's getting more highlights? If we're like, first of all, uh, I didn't say deserving. I was going with the other argument, and so I missed the premise of this whole thing. Uh, <laughs> second of all, yes, if we're talking about deserving, yes, Devin Booker deserves to be it, but that's not how this all works. That's why I said John Morant was going to get the nod. Okay, well that makes sense. I because I, I I wrote this in the piece. Like, if John Morant is the starter, which it based on the fan voting, it looks like he's probably going to be that guy. You you can't be upset about it, but I do think there's something to be said about the way that the NBA public, the NBA audience moves the goalposts for certain players and doesn't for others. Like what I wrote about this in the article and, and as Suns fans, everybody on this panel is aware of this for years. It has always been, this is what Devin Booker doesn't do instead of mm-hmm. what, like sure. let's appreciate what he does. Like, it was, you know, he he can only score. He's not efficient. He doesn't make his teammates better. He doesn't win. He doesn't play defense. Every single year, it's been something else. And even when he went to the finals, it was, oh, you know, he scored 40 points in a finals game, but they lost that game. It was the same rehashed bullshit that we've had to deal with for years. And I feel like now that he's finally doing literally everything that people have been asking of him, 
he sacrificed, you know, some of his own individual numbers to be on a team that's on pace for 65 wins this year and has been the best player on that team. I don't understand why, you know, I, I mean, I get like, not that John Morant is undeserving, but like this dude's going to get to skip the line because he's more exciting. And because the Grizzlies actually surrounded him with talent in a way that the Suns never did. Like to me, I don't feel like that's fair. I feel like it's hypocritical to ask all of this of Booker for him to do it and then to be like, oh, okay, well, you can get, you can be third best. But, you but, can guys, be- but guys, listen, we're, 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 we're going from it on a, listen, we follow this team night in, night out. And that's just not the general public, right? Like when you're talking about people that casually watch the NBA, you know, when I think about like my kids or my parents or something like that, people that are casual observers or they might catch a game every now and then, and they're not like diehards and they don't cover it in, inside and out, but they might vote, right? Like, what do they see the most when they turn on Sports Center? when they turn on ESPN, when they turn on fucking TNT, will literally talk about LeBron more than they'll talk about the Suns when the Lakers play the Suns and the Lakers get blown up by 25 points, right? They control the narrative. And the narrative right now nationally is that John Morant is like this unbelievable guard. Oh, and it's nice that Devin Booker's doing what he's doing for the best team in the NBA. But let's talk about John but Morant. It doesn't matter. And it's, and it's terrible. It it's doesn't terrible. matter because the fan vote is 50%. We know Ja's going to beat Devin in the, in the fan vote, but it comes down to the coaches uh, and the players. And we know the players have a great deal of reverence for Devin Booker, as do the coaches. And uh, look, I get that Jaw can have a great dunk or does a high flying block, but you know what Jaw Morant's scoring high in a game is in his career? 44 points. Devin Booker can do that in his sleep. Devin Booker, right now, is a better all-around player, a better piece on the best team in the league. He should be the starter. He deserves to be the starter, and we'll see what the league does. I have a sneaking suspicion that if he keeps up what he's doing right now, this this past week, and he does it up until they announce uh, next week, I think Devin Booker winds up in the starting lineup because he deserves to, and he will have been putting up monstrous numbers mm-hmm. leading up to it, which makes it easier to justify the the coaches and and you know the, the players, the media supposedly voting him in over Ja, even though fifty percent of the fan vote went to Ja because he's a highlight machine. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking. I'm even looking at the stats, and I'm like, okay, uh, sure. I, they're like almost identical. Yeah, and right. then they're, that goes to Devin Booker's on the best team in the league. Again, I'm going to the the whole marketing of this, right, guys? Like, that's the reason. Like, listen, back to your point, Lindsay. Yes, Devin Booker deserves to be over John Morant, but it's not going to happen. Right, well, it's not going to happen. But that's not the discussion. Like, we're talking with why that shouldn't be what winds up happening. Like. If you look at the numbers, you're right. They're pretty even. Like he had, Booker has a narrow edge in scoring. John Morant has a narrow edge in rebounding. Morant has the edge in assists. Booker has fewer turnovers. He's shooting a better percentage from three. And he's got a much higher point differential on a team that's four and a half games ahead of the Grizzlies in the standings. My thing is, if the stats are basically a wash, like it's really just what you're talking about as far as the highlight factor, the excitement factor, the fact that he's young on a good team that is pushing him ahead of Booker in the public eye. And that's what I'm trying to pump the brakes on as far as like, why are we doing that? Like, I, I understand it's all-star game. 
you want a guy that's exciting. John Morant is probably the most exciting player in the NBA. My thing is like, I just, I dislike the timing of it. I dislike the fact that Booker is going to get overlooked for something that he does deserve. Because if we're talking about stats being a wash, the tiebreaker should be who is on the better team, not who's the most exciting highlight play. That's but, that's but, my whole problem with the All Star. That should be the argument for like the All NBA team, not for the All Star. And that's that's the reason why the All Star game is like it's. Listen, it's that's what everybody says, right? It's for the fans. That's why the fans even get a vote, and the fans want to see the mo- the more exciting player. And and I don't think we can we can debate whether or not we think now. Obviously, we're all biased towards Devin Booker, like we know this, mm. but. In, in a lot of people's eyes, John Morant is the more exciting of the two. Like, and so they're going to pick the more exciting player. Um, you know, if we talk about all NBA selections, which I feel like is a little bit more of the conversation that we we might get to at the end of the year, then I definitely feel like, listen, you got to reward team performance. You got to reward what Devin Booker has done on the best team in the league. Like, that's a no brainer. Like, he should absolutely get the nod over John Morant. But we're talking about an All Star game, and the All Star game is basically for the fans. I feel like, though, with the fans, like, it's unfortunate that we're having this conversation between two younger NBA stars currently when I feel like a lot of the situation that's going on around, like, the All-Star game, too, not to kind of, like, derail this or anything, but is between we're, – we're in this weird middle ground area where we still have a lot of love for uh, players who are on their way out. And then we're building love for players who are on their way up. So before I get into that, my last two cents on this would basically be that Devin, like to Espo's point, the NBA would be doing itself a huge service to pump up and promote Devin more than they do now. Because Devin is going to be one of those faces of the NBA for the next seven to 10 years. He's going to be one of the stars of this league and they need to start investing in him more now because it's, it's inevitable that he's going to be one of those players. Once all of these older players retire and move on to their next chapter, Stan Van Gundy tweeted out a few days ago, the NBA all-star game is for the fans and I'm glad they have a vote, but come on folks, Clay Thompson ahead of Booker, Carmelo Anthony ahead of Cat and Gobert, Kyrie Irving and Derek Rose ahead of Van Vliet and Garland do better NBA fans. And I feel like a lot of the issue there is that we're, like I said, we're in this weird like middle area where the stars that we want to hold on to because we grew up with them are on the way out and we're not completely ready yet to just write them off and move on to this new generation of fans. I just think people are stupid. Like people are stupid when they vote for Clay Thompson, (laughs) who has not played all year. Like that's a dumbass vote. Like that's just that is what it is. And like clearly, clearly, like Stan Van Gundy was making a solid point because you're dumb if you voted for Clay Thompson (laughs) over Devin Booker. You were the dumbest NBA fan alive. Period. Point blank. I don't give a shit if you want to watch him in the All Star game. My guy has only played like what four games, five games now? Like, what the fuck are we even talking about here, assholes? Well, you're either dumb or you're completely biased. Yeah, you know that's that's to to and to that argument. Yeah, the fan vote is stupid. Like, I don't even like the fan vote when they put that dumb shit up there when they have Carmelo Anthony ahead of all those guys. Like, dude, what? What are we talking about? So I, I completely 
completely am on your side on that vote for sure. Can I ask this though? Are we sure we want Devin Booker to get the praise he deserves? Because it really seems like when that guy feels slighted is when we get the best basketball out of him. No, you make him like the fourth reserve on the West. Like vote him in as an injury replacement again. Like let's just keep him pissed off. He might murder somebody now. I'm fine if it's on a basketball court. Like he plays so hard that he that some guy drops because of it. Like I, Devin Booker pissed off uh, is is the ultimate Devin Booker. True. Put the Raptors mascot in the All Star game. We'll get there. You go. Lights out, I Devin Booker. <laughs> I love it. Well, okay. So he listen. We've all kind of made our case for why we think or don't think Devin is um, going to be deserve or deserves to be in a starting spot in the all-star game. But let's hear what Monty has to say about Devin um, deserving an all-star nod with all of the accomplishments, accolades he's been able to achieve this year, including two player of the week selections. Listen, if, if we're dealing with that again this year, that would be really silly, you know, for us to be in that situation with the wins we have, his production on the floor. I think he's won the award twice now. And then you follow it up with a 48-point game. Like, should be no question at all that he's an all-star. So, obviously, no question at all that he's an all-star. But in my opinion, no question at all that he deserves the starting spot as well. Like I said, I feel like at the end of the day, the the line that you wrote, Gerald, that to this point in the season, Devin Booker is the best player on the NBA's best team – that alone should put him above some of these other players. Now, that doesn't mean that they don't deserve to be in the all-star game, but when we're talking about the starting spot, if you have the best player on the best team not in that starting spot on your all-star game, like I feel like you're doing something wrong. Well, I mean, we, we've missing had that before, a really though. great opportunity. Though. We, we, we've had that before, though. I mean, look at the Utah Jazz. They're habitually one of the best teams in the NBA, if not the best at the all-star break, and then they always fall apart, and they never have – you know, Donovan Mitchell or, or Rudy Gobert representing in the, in the starting lineup. So it's like, it, yeah, but it's happened is, before. This is also the team that uh, basically was one of the top two teams in the NBA all last year, won the West, went to the finals. The guy that, that dominated in a lot of those playoffs despite a hamstring injury, like there's, there's other factors that I think should weigh into. Yeah. I mean, it, I look, it's, Gonna, it's probably going to be Steph and Jaw. I think we can all agree that's probably what's going to happen. It's just I felt I needed to get it out there that, like, look, <laughs> it's not the end of the world that this happens, but it is kind of annoying that you people out there who have been holding Devin to this high fucking standard for every year of his career when he had G League players around him are now not willing to give him the same love that now that he's doing everything that all of his critics wanted from him, it's, it's just that kind of hypocrisy really bothers me. Listen, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when you look at his stats and his accolades, when he retires, you're just going to see how many all-star appearances. It's not going to say how many times he started. And I know we feel disrespected when it comes to that. It's just going to say 13 all-star appearances. That's it. Like that's all that matters, right? It's all cool and all. Listen, I think we can all learn from the fucking Cardinals, how much starting a game (laughs) or starting a season fucking matters until you get to the end of the game. If Devin Booker hits a jump shot to win the All-Star game, that's far more valuable than starting the game to me because I think it just is. So That's a good point. Gerald, as we talked about the other post game, 
if only Monty had let him score 50, you know, he would have gone viral. He would have been the, the lead on SportsCenter after the Cardinals embarrassment. Of course, All of right. course, he dropped 48 the night that game was going on. Of course, you know what I mean? Like, I'm so happy people were, were able to change the channel at halftime because that was awful. <laughs> well, um, RIP to the Cardinals season. But hey, you know what? We're <laughs> on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating with a huge odds boost for new customers. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, you can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. If you're not a new customer, you can still get in on the action of the divisional round with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And of course, best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code PHNX and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 to win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code PHNX this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. That's 21 and older only, Arizona only, gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. All right, so we've already established the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA. We got that. But they do have some areas where they can improve a little bit. And while we won't go too far into that just yet, I do want to talk about one player specifically who has shown improvement as of late and is a big piece of this team's puzzle. So campaign, we're seeing him now get things kind of back on track. What are you guys liking that you're seeing from him recently? Just aggressiveness and efficiency. I mean, he's, he's gone back to a lot of what made him special. And it's not that he wasn't trying to do that earlier in the year, but he'd get, he'd get these shots. He wouldn't make them. He's now finally, connecting on him and doing it in a fairly efficient way with that energy. That's always been what is, is one of the bigger things that he brings to this team. So overall, it's just good to see campaign come back to similar to where he was last year, because that's one of the biggest pieces and biggest question marks I've had about the Suns team this season. Cam. I mean, I love cam, you know, I've been on cams, side this whole season you know i know we we had some doubts in terms of where he was going where he was trending but um you know i just think players go through slumps and you know i told you that i felt like there was a lot of uh, probably some some internal pressure that he was putting on himself and um you know it takes a little while to adjust to that and and really play to the level of, that you're capable of and he's he's capable of of performing at a very very high level uh, we just had to be patient with it and i luckily he's on a really really good team um, that that didn't have to rely everything on him, and now he's uh, he looks like he's starting to round into form and and be the cam that we hoped and know him to be. Yeah, and I think the numbers back it up too. You look at obviously January is only an eight game sample size so far, but his numbers are up to ten point three points, four point four assists. He's shooting forty five percent from the field and forty four percent from three. Um, his point differential is a plus 7.4. So the Suns have been pretty great with him on the floor. He's shooting the ball efficiently. And the biggest thing that I like is that, you know, a couple of weeks back when I wrote about how he was struggling 
one of the biggest things that stood out is he was just missing a ton of open threes. Um, I think he was at like 31% on shots that NBA.com calls wide open, which is your nearest defender six feet or more away from you, which is a terrible percentage for wide open threes. Um, over the last, you know, over January, he's up to 47% on those same looks. So he's actually hitting the shots that we've been saying, you know, those shots need to start falling. They're starting to fall. So that's a really good sign. Um, you know, you never want to see a guy because we, we all look at his shot and it's kind of funky. Like the release is a little funky. So you kind of worried, okay, maybe last year was just an outlier because he shot a really high percentage from three last year. Um, but this year it seems like he's starting to get back on track. The overall numbers don't look great, but over the last 10 or so games, you know, he's shooting 40% from three. So that's a really encouraging sign moving forward. Yeah, I think the tough part with Cam is that he's just such a fan favorite that when he is having a rough stretch, like you want to kind of be like, come on, Cam, let's go and maybe criticize him a little bit. But then at the same time, you really don't want to because you love this guy and his story. One thing I have seen circulating a little bit on Sun's Twitter um, is people talking a lot recently about the hamstring injury he had to deal with early on in the season and that that being maybe fully healed now is a possible reason to why he's performing better. And we're seeing this resurgence. Do you guys think that that might be something to take into consideration here? Maybe, but we also, I mean, we know Cam Payne has had his struggles. You know, we, we know that that's well-documented and we were getting the China version of campaign for a while here, a guy that just was not hitting shots, uh, was kind of second tier in terms of guys. And that's why some of us were very concerned uh, about him going into this trade deadline and whether he reverted back to the guy that found himself out of the league or if he was, if he was just in a slump, it looks like it, it may have been a slump, maybe injury plays part of it, but that seems like a very long time for that hamstring to be the reason you know Devin Booker came back from a hamstring injury and it only took him a couple games he ran back in the form yeah so. but we've already established Devin Booker is Devin Booker and he's on his own level like <laughs> not a you can't compare a campaign to a Devin Booker <laughs> no but I also don't think just because somebody's a fan favorite you can can make an excuse for him about a hamstring injury and I'm not saying oh, you totally are, but I no, understand I that that's I understand that that's that's a fan's inclination. I love this guy, so let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, no. And here's something we can latch on to. But that was that was the Lakers game at the beginning of the yeah. season that that happened. Uh, you know, like, sometimes it takes forty fucking games to come back from a hamstring injury. Like, no, bro, not not even trying to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think when you look at the way that he's played recently. I think if anything, he's slowed it down a little bit. So that would be, I don't, I don't know if that's something that would be tying into his hamstring. Cause I feel like we, we've talked about this before, but Monty had a discussion with him about like slowing it down, probing the defense a little bit more and not flying to the basket out of control. Like he was doing, which is why he wasn't finishing around the rim very well. So I think he's just playing a little bit more composed, realizing he doesn't have to press as much as he was early in the year. By the way, before somebody reports me to HR, <laughs> uh, I'd like to make it clear. I wasn't doing the Walmart version thing when I said the China version 
of uh, of campaign. He played in China. He was out of the league playing in China. I was like, what let's the make hell does that, that clear. Even mean? I got to look from Saul like, oh my God, you horrible human oh being. Oh my God. So I just wanted to make that clear. I was like, oh my God, we're all fucked right now. <laughs> all right. So if we're talking sun stonks, are you buying campaign? For the remainder of the season, or are you selling? I've been buying campaign since before the season. Let's go. I'm hedging it. I'm still I'm still getting a backup combo guard just in case. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I think for you. I, <laughs> oh so. Uh, <laughs> I think uh I think I'm buying it as far as he might be back, but I think you still need that other combo guard. And I'm still I still got my eyes on Eric Gordon, the you know, he's second in the league in three-point percentage right now. He can create on his own off the dribble. I feel like those are skills you could really use when defenses are going to be trying to take away Devin Booker and Chris Paul. And Paul has played with Eric Gordon before. So if you can keep paying and trade for Eric Gordon, I feel like that's the best of both worlds. But we'll see what happens as the trade deadline approaches. Can we interest you in a slightly used Alfred Payton, Houston? <laughs> <laughs> slightly right. used they barely took him out of the box <laughs> <laughs> we repackaged him you can have him he's recycled he's, he's like up new upcycled upcycled, <laughs> upcycled. <laughs> any final thoughts on uh campaigns resurgence kind of turning the corner as of recently keep it going man keep it going <laughs> there you go all right, children five and older are eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chances of getting sick with COVID-19. The COVID-19 vaccine can reduce the risk of being hospitalized or dying from the disease. Safe, free, and highly affected COVID-19 vaccines are available throughout Arizona. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. As yeah. well, you're feeling good now that your boosters all settled in. You feeling real boosted? I, I'm feeling boosted. You know, I feel like when you pick up a guy at a trade deadline and you feel just a little bit better about about your chances, that's how I'm feeling right now. The the booster was my uh, draft pit or my uh, my trade deadline acquisition. So. <laughs> Very nice. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you for joining um, the show today. As a reminder, the article that we were referencing early on about why Devin Booker deserves to be a starter in the All-Star Game is available on gophnx.com. Gerald did a great job writing that up, giving you uh, even more tools to have arguments on Twitter as to why and how you can defend Devin Booker if you want to. So be sure to head over there, gophnx.com, and take a look at that. Um, until next time, you can follow me on Twitter at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Gerald on Twitter at Gerald Borgay. You can follow Saul on Twitter at Saul underscore Bookman. And of course, you can follow Espo on Twitter at Espo. Espo, take us home. Remember, Devin Booker's the best guard on the best team in the NBA. And if you can't deal with that, screw yourself. Ahoy, hoy. <laughs>